Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. It's Thanksgiving night when you're listening to this, or it's Black Friday morning, who knows. But there's only one reason we're talking about. Well, there's two reasons. 30-year anniversary of Adam's Family Values. And yes, could we, could we watch something like Thanksgiving that's actually at Thanksgiving time? Sure, but why would we do that when <laughs> there's nothing that is peaked higher in Thanksgiving than the weird musical number in the middle of this movie about That's Thanksgiving. Really I, I was singing the songs to Megan today. Eat and me. She was like, yeah. And, <laughs> but the, she was like, why did they have a, a musical at summer camp about Thanksgiving? And I said, it's Tim Burton, baby. You know, but it's <laughs> like, not. Never... Tim Burton has nothing to do with anything with this. <laughs> well, it it's looks Tim like feels, Tim Burton. It feels Tim Burton. It feels Tim Burton. Like... Actually, Fun fact, I never knew this. The director has a cameo in this movie as the father of the dorky kid at summer camp. That's that's the director of the movie. Historically, critically, across the board, I think this is one of the few films where almost everyone thinks that the sequel is a step above the original movie. What? And I think that to a certain extent, but I realized watching this... Like, the script is really tight. It's a really tight, funny script. The thing that doesn't sit well with me on this movie compared to the first movie is a lot of the visual gags involving the adults feels weirdly off to me. Mm. Like, like the first movie feels like an adult film that's got some cartoonish elements to it but that it's playing for the adults and then I think after this movie hit with kids and like became a cartoon series like a lot of the specific scene that jumps to my mind is in the very beginning of the movie when Gomez like flips Fester over his back and he's just flying to the wall while he's like 
sped up Benny Hill style yeah. throwing all these knives. And I was like, there's a lot of weird shit in the first movie and I buy into it. But that was like the first moment where I'm like, this is too much. Like, this so is here's like- the question. Don't do they not do any of that sped up stuff in the first movie? Because, I mean, they I've watched do. it in the last five years. I just can't remember. I mean, we did it, I think, two years ago as a Halloween episode. Oh, and that's there, right. And Jeez, there that is two years ago. Yeah, and there is elements of that where like but there was something about the way it's handled specifically with Gomez and Fester throughout the movie that feels like just a little off for me and I feel it is the biggest strike on this movie I think is mm-hmm. that because the entire story with Wednesday and Pugsley is fantastic it's from great. front to back Everything with Debbie is so fucking Joan funny Cusack and well is done. so good. Like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think that like Joan Cusack's underrated, but maybe underappreciated. Like, I think that like whenever she's talked about, like she's always held in high regard. But like, she just, I just, she could use more love. Like, she's because so great. There in are everything shots that she of, does. I would never say that I think of Joan Cusack as a scary actress, but there are shots in this movie where I'm like. Dude, Joan Cusack should have played way more female killers in her mm-hmm. like like when she's just like standing there holding the shovel after she gets engaged. Like it is <laughs> a horrifying striking. shot yeah. with the lightning going and everything. Yeah. Um, they I definitely... don't have anything negative to say about this movie, guys. Like, no, I I think no. that that the original has more rewatch potential for me. Just always has. I don't know why, like, but. This movie, I have no notes. I have, or yeah. not no notes. I have no negative things. I have no, like, critique of it. I, because. But I also... But just let me finish yeah. this, this, this thought. I prefer the first movie, but I do not think that this movie has anything bad in it. No. So, I, but I'm, I, I'm shocked that people say that this movie is better. Because I, 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 I did not know. Because I, 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 I hold them equal. I, mm. I think that I prefer the first one as well. And I think that that's also nostalgia. Like, I really grew up with that first movie early, early on. Um, I do think that this has a better script. I think that there are better jokes written into this movie than the first one. Um, Justin, like, there, it's, the, it's that quick dialogue. Like, early on, Debbie shows up. And Gomez, like uh, Morticia says, isn't he a lady killer? And he just very quickly goes, acquit it, acquit it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think that you're right. A, a lot of it, the the speed at which it's snappy. The, yeah, it's it's there. The the jokes, the beats are so short, like, but they do leave room to breathe. I think that that's the comedic timing may be better in this movie, but I still just, I think I prefer the first movie because it's so much darker visually yeah and mm-hmm. like the gore there's gore in it you yeah know? there is gore in it i uh, really so, don't remember the first movie like at oh, all man. i think, oh, I, I, think I grew up it. watching this more than the first one i mean there's i might have watched the first one but there's two there's a there's a line of dialogue that i think i've just always missed until this viewing that made me laugh out loud and then there's a subtle joke that if i'm understanding it correctly is a really fucked up masturbation joke to a certain extent but the first one is 
when um, Gomez is trying to comfort Fester and he says, I hope you enjoy the pleasures of having children and the joys of hiring someone else to take care of them. Yes. I do that. <laughs> love that line. Yeah. It's a so great good. line. But then when Fester's talking about being alone and it's the scene where Gomez is playing darts with Lurch. And he's like, well, there's always thing. And like, it just cuts the thing like trembling. For a couple yeah, seconds. that's an observation joke. <laughs> Straight up. Sure, yeah. an observation joke. Incredible. There was yeah. a lot more sexual humor in this than I had realized. Or like, not even, well, I mean, the through Debbie line. There's like a whole plot point. finger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember that. I don't know the but last time I watched this. It feels very... like a summer camp movie for me. Like if we watched yeah. it actually at summer, like when it was a rainy day, like I feel like sure. they threw this on, you know, which like... is fucked up in its own right. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, in a, in a, in a charming, charmingly yeah. fucked yes. up way. But yeah. I, I think that this movie, like the, the sexual humor is, is great. Right. But it also, is so silly so like silly. that when when um debbie is like if we're going to have sex you can never see your family again and he goes oh basically goes okay and then she basically like it's it it's implied that she puts her hand on his dick and he just goes mm. oh and he like falls backwards <laughs> it's so cartoonish in yeah. that way yeah that i mean i don't i don't love that as an that that particularly seen as an adult but i do fucking love the point where um the entire adams family shows up at debbie's mansion yes. and they go we want to see uh, uh or i think that you know gomez is like i want to see my brother and yeah. and she goes uh fester do you want to see your family and then she pushes her boobs up and he <laughs> goes go away <laughs> <laughs> It's there's so much. In I didn't this write movie. down anything. I was just like I, watching. I was like, there's so many lines yeah. and so many like points. And I remember like all the memes that come out. The movie kicks off with such a great setup, right? Like mm -hmm. it's just the Adams family hanging out, and all of a sudden Morticia's just like looking, looking not pregnant whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Just randomly says, "Gomez, I have wonderful news. We're gonna have a baby." Right now. Right now. <laughs> Man, I, I think that I wrote down more lines from that intro than any part of, of the movie beside because, like, um, I, I just love the, uh, the, 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 well, so, like, I would say at least 80% of the times you see Morticia, they have that, like, rectangle that one, of light yes. on her yeah. eyes. And it's, it's both more subtle but also more obvious in different ways in yeah. this movie than they than in the original and i just yeah. it, it really it just works i just love it and um but but the uh so she's in labor and uh wednesday and pugsley are in the waiting room and this perky little girl i'm sorry i shouldn't use that term already because that's a later joke but uh this you know this this happy little girl is like you know telling the story of how her parents had a baby she's like and that diamond turned into a baby and then you know wednesday of course is like yeah uh, she just deadpans our parents had sex um but the <laughs> the thing about it is the, the immediate scene well i guess it was 
I think it's the immediate scene right after that. Um, the doctor is like got sweat all over his forehead, and and um, you know Morticia is just sitting there serenely, and uh, he goes, "Mrs. Adams, would you like anesthesia?" And she says, "No, thank you, but do ask the children." <laughs> Which I, I don't think I've ever <laughs> caught how funny that line is. I think that might be my new favorite line in the movie, aside from what isn't a line, but rather a prop that I never read until this viewing, which is Fester sitting in bed reading Strange Men and the Women Who Love Them, which I like, if I ever do a fest, if Megan Megan and I ever do a Fester and Debbie costume for Halloween, which we've considered it before, um, I have to have that book. You, <laughs> you have, have to, to make that book and have it as a prop. So Man, it's so good. This so movie has a like, lot going on. Well, Every this is little a, frame is great. So here's here's what I'll say about this because I'm thinking about it more and more. So I think what makes this movie stand so strong in comparison to the first movie, right? Like, there's a lot of ways where you can look at this movie. And it's almost a carbon copy of the first movie. It's them trying to get Fester back from a controlling woman. Like, that is, Mm. like, the family plot in both of the movies. But I think what the big difference is with this one is we get way, way, way more of the Adams family out of their element in the real world through the Mm -hmm. Wednesday and Pugsley at summer camp. Because this movie becomes scathing towards, like, the elite towards like summer camps yeah like yuppies Mm -hmm. forced like the way that the one girl just goes the help when they're like he's marrying (laughs) our nanny like like, yeah like there's there's that there's a meme that everyone has seen now it's probably one of the most famous like things that people post as stills and the joke is funny but i think looking at it in images the quickness of it is is lost is when they're doing the the swimming thing and he goes, I need someone to be the lifeguard and someone to be the victim. And sh- the girl, I think her name's Becky, goes, I'll be the victim. And Wednesday says, all your life. But like when you see it in meme form, I don't think the quickness in which Christina Ricci delivers that line just before the girl's next line. Like I think that that's where the funniest part of it is. Yeah, is that the timing of it. The, the timing is perfect because it's literally yeah. like, I'll be the victim all your life. I'm going to be an actress when I grow up. Like I, I was wait and I was waiting for that line and I almost yeah. like not missed it, but I didn't realize that like it was happening. It happened so fast. Like it's, it happened so fast. In it's the an aside more than a yeah, punchline. Than an actual like, punchline, right? And and the way that it's memified, it comes across as a punchline. But it's exactly. really, it's really that's like an under your breath sort of situation. But you it's also great. get. Oh, I heard a, Kyle. What did what I was, hear? What the hell was that? Don't call us cute. From Little House. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> I was just like, this is the most Wednesday Adams looking uh, can that I could have gotten. Uh, so I thought that was and great. And Matt's, uh, Matt's partying with us, too. He's I got just a liquid death, too. a black liquid death, mm-hmm. the uh, the carbonation. And, um, what do you got, I was, Scott? I was having the hardest time figuring out what to have. So um, I figured that the most Gomez thing to drink is some port. Yes. So, I mean, you know, like it's I I was really racking my brain trying to find some sort of like, you know, I should have had some of that disgusting mezcal you talked about with the chicken dripping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, it's the only liquor that I can think of that has poultry fat in it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you technically have that? I wouldn't I wouldn't want to. Fuck no. I. 
It's not that I can't. I'm not going to keel no, over. No, right. I know. I know. I, I, I didn't. Can't was really, not the right word. Like even if I still even. ate animals, I would be absolutely disgusted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, do you want to drink some liquid poultry fat? No, so, I do not. So look, there's some things that people do okay. that's just fucking gross, right? And I got to give a shout out to a podcast on the Geekscape Network for the most disgusting thing I've ever had to listen to while driving. Um, oh, boy. The gaming podcast, Dynamic Resolution, uh, the one co-host was explaining that milk doesn't add any flavor to Oreos, and that's why he chooses to dip his Oreos in water instead of milk. And then they did a taste test as a group with glasses of milk and water and dipping different cookies into both liquids to determine if it changed the flavor or not. And listening to that for 20 minutes was the worst time I've ever had driving in my car. Was it just mastication? Is that all you heard the whole time? Because that sounds awful. It sounded terrible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, okay, you Wait. know, before we go any further about... Um, uh, I, her name was Amanda. Uh She's played by Mercedes McNabb. She was the Girl Scout cookie girl in the first one. She was also in the first one, exactly. Um, When I... So I didn't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, um, when when it was on. I watched it after... Like, I watched a couple episodes in college with one of my close friends because she was obsessed with it. But really, I I burnt through the entire series. Is that Um, Harmony? That's Harmony Kendall. Oh my yes. god! Who's also, but also in Hatchet? She's been in two Hatchet movies. Yeah. So I don't know how she wow. got into Hatchet two after getting sliced in half in Hatchet one, but um, she somehow maybe it's a, a um, maybe it's like archival footage or something. Yeah. She was yeah. also apparently in Supernatural for um, just one huh. episode, and then she was also in Psych. She she's done a lot of TV, um, but I uh, the the most recent thing she's done was over a decade ago so I, I think she just got out you yeah. know yeah. hey and the you funnier thing though is make your that money and bounce you probably get she probably still gets a ton of residual checks residuals. anytime buffy's on tv so. yeah the uh, the thing that i think is hilarious though is when you go to the imdb for adam's family values the the man that played pugsley his name is jimmy workman pugsley is his profile picture on imdb now i yeah. i know we've said this before I don't think the actors have much say in this. I think it's crazy fans, um, mm-hmm. but just craziness right there. Because um, also I, looking at his filmography, he's still working. Good. For so him. why why is there a why is Pugsley thirty year old thirty plus year old picture? That picture yeah. is actually from the first movie because and it's not like he's doing like I don't know like conventions or something, and he knows that this is like what he's what will get well, him yeah like yeah. out there like. You can make. You to can be change. Fair, though, I don't know anything that he's worked on. I haven't watched oh, any sure. of this shit. So, so, so the <laughs> the other funny Pugsley thing. Pugsley. We'll say this. I did check IMDb to see if this was his headshot. It is not. So, after this movie, you know, Raul Julia dies shortly after, and they make but a he third did movie. Street Fighter before this, right? He did Street Fighter be- uh, or, I mean, right they, after they did, this. He did right after. He did Street Fighter yeah. right after this, right before he passed. That was his yeah. last movie, right? So they made a third Adams Family movie, Adams Family Reunion. It was straight to DVD. They recast most of it. Tim Curry plays Gomez in it. Um, the actor that they cast to play Pugsley in Adams Family Reunion has a very infamous headshot. <laughs> 
that you will know as I'm going. The, I'm going. The milady meme. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh oh! <laughs> Is that really him? That was one of his acting headshots that they that he took. Uh, like years after that movie and uh, someone found it and turned it into the Milady meme. Um, oh, that's no. a real bummer. <laughs> no. Uh, he was also in Freaks and Geeks. Daryl was... Hannah was Morticia? Yeah, it's a wild movie. It's not a good movie. We'll never cover it. But Jerry Messing. Um, but I want to talk he about was, some Jerry of the... Messing was the, was the uh, friend. I just, that's so funny because I just sent you guys or did I send it to both of you or just you, Matt? I think I sent it to both of you guys that, that Scene from Freaks and Geeks with the fart when of, of the fart chair, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. The, and he's in that scene. That was like within the past week. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's uh, all right. Haley so, Duff. So I do want to talk about some of the cameos in this movie because I think someone who steals almost the entire movie in a single scene is Nathan Lane as the cop dealing with the Adams family. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I, I'm amused that that's Nathan Lane, but I did not get any enjoyment out of that scene honestly i don't know i think it's only because it's nathan lane if any other actor was cast in that scene it probably would have ended up on the chopping room floor but the most confusing cameo is the blink and you'll miss it tony shaloub as the sailor that debbie's flirting with in the bar singing macho man yeah i, I do love that i did catch that and I, this that, again first time i noticed that it's tony shaloub because within the, the time yep. that i've since the last time i watched this movie I want to say the last time I watched this movie would have been, you know, eight or nine years ago. Definitely pre-Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So, yeah. you know, I wouldn't have thought anything about Tony It's Shibu. such a small role in your, like, but he's listed, like, he's listed in the credits, like, on Wikipedia. It's like celebrity cameos and i'm like who cared about tony shalhoub in 1993 yeah yeah um that's that's so strange i have one more question about this movie did was i the only one who had to google who amy fisher was no oh, dude i no. i had no I mean, I was so, like, yeah, so yes so yeah, yes you yes, were the you only, were one. The only <laughs> one matt i was like who is this like it felt like it was He's like just a, a child it's joke. okay <laughs> like, I was like, this joke didn't work out. This joke, I it's a fan, it's it a fantastic joke in theory. <laughs> it's a great joke, but it feels so. It's it's one of the few jokes that feels dated in this yeah, movie. It does, which is it does. crazy, right? Because yeah. like, so there much should of it be is vaudevillian, yeah. yeah. But like the jokes still hit, yeah. Except for that, because except it seems like it was a part of. It was like a a a place in time. You yeah, know? yeah. Nick it, Crumbles um, uh, uh, kills it as that kid of whose name I completely forget, but he kills it as that dorky kid. He's oh, so he's so good. good. He him when he first goes Nick into the Harmony Crumbles. Hut, and and they're like, "What are you in for?" And he's like, "I didn't want to ride the horses." And they're like, "What else?" <laughs> he's like, "I also didn't want to swim. I just want to read." And then the counselor just pops in and goes, "Not on my not time, for us." <laughs> and just rips the book out of his hand. <laughs> like, Isn't he also holding a brief history of time? A brief history of time. Hawking? Stephen Hawking is. <laughs> you, uh, I wish now, that I like. I, I I know that my copy is somewhere back there. I just wish I had wish the you force. Had it. I could go grab it. So, I could Kyle it and be like, "This book." <laughs> this book? So Scott, speaking of reaching over and Kyling something into your hand, the actor who played that camp counselor was able to do that in another movie that we discussed on this podcast. And do you remember what it is? I mean, I know who he is. We're not talking about that movie today yet. 
Okay, fine, fine. But yes, Don't I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. All right, so the last thing I want to bring up. Well, actually, there is another great line when they're having Fester's bachelor party and Gomez is very excited for the stripper to bust out the cake. And then he lifts up the top and goes, oh, poor girl. You'd make this before she was in there, right? <laughs> like, and then he just goes, say la vie. And everybody goes, say la vie. And they just, like, it, I, I, I just The really moment love of remorse how... is so funny, though, where he just goes, yeah, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> but it's like not actual remorse for the loss of a life. It's just for the fact that it kind of ruined the plan for the, the surprise. <laughs> exactly. um, that I think that that's what makes these movies so good is that so Megan and I love Chaz Adams' original stuff, you know, like yeah. the stuff that he was doing when it was just panels in The New Yorker. Um, I feel like they expanded upon that dark but also very whimsical nature of what the original strip was like. And it it's just amazing how well the writing teams for both movies did on it. I mean, I, I can't speak for the, the reunion and I can't speak for anything. What well, literally anything after this, um, but it was good. I mean, I think, no, Wednesday oh, no, 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 yeah. we're, we're not counting Wednesday. I feel like Wednesday is kind of like a spiritual successor to Adam's family. Yeah. Um, whereas it's not, you know, like the, the animated movie. There are two animated movies now. I know you've yeah, watched. Oh man. yeah. No, those are fucking rough. <laughs> like, like you know that I love animated films, but I love animated films because sometimes there's kids humor mixed into it. Right. But there's like, or there's adult humor mixed into it, and then there's those films where like the entire joke is just like we're gonna play a popular song and these characters are gonna dance funny for three minutes, uh. and that is like fifty percent of both of the Adams Family uh, animated oof, movies. Where I'm just like. How can you do this? <laughs> that's a Very bummer. easily because the paycheck happens regardless. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The check cashed, and, <laughs> and that's how they did it. Um, no, yeah, mm. I, I agree with you. I think, honestly, I think the animated movies and the 60s TV show are probably the two biggest missteps in the Adams Family because the movies and Wednesday feel way more connected to the original Chaz Adams. Right. Stuff. I think that there is is definitely something to be said for the the TV show, the original TV show, because it's it was as gothy as it could uh, be at that time. as it could yeah. be at the time. You know, I yeah. I feel like if you there's still enjoyment to be had. Yeah, I actually think that Wednesday in and this this might be a bit of a hot take, but I think that Wednesday in the original TV show might be a closer presentation of of Chaz Adams character that doesn't mean that that's the correct way to present the character because I think that Wednesday I think that Christina's Christina Ricci's Wednesday is everyone perfect. else is doing that from from yeah, the no, second I, mean, I think Christina Ricci is fantastic her. but yeah. Jenna Ortega is doing a modern interpretation no, what i mean is i agree with you wednesday adams in the Chaz animated books is actually a more happy-go-lucky child right yes. in the drawings mm. whereas once christina rishi stepped into those sarcastic boots <laughs> yes. it was like anything God. that happened with the adams family past that point wednesday was the wise beyond her years monotone sarcastic character like i don't even in the animated movies they still keep that element of like monotone sarcastic smarter than every adult 
yeah. everyone else in the family type vibe, which definitely it's weird to compare because I I'm pretty sure the Adams Family comics for most of them don't even have like a dialogue piece at the end. It is literally just the art is the a joke. significant point yeah. of them is the just kind of like you see the aftermath of the thing and it makes yeah. it funny in that way. But it's that's not, also I'm because it was it's just not a different... like it's not like a far side comic where you have the drawing and then at the bottom yes. is a punchline to connect with no, the drawing. It's very, just the very drawing. Little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that the most famous ones, the ones that get reprinted a lot and get put in calendars and such type media in in you know modern day i think that those probably have more exposition like you know yeah. in in that way because it i think that a lot of the ah, this might sound gatekeeping i really don't mean it that way but i think that a lot of the audience of people that love the adams family now mm-hmm. aren't familiar with the kind of like source material the zeitgeist <laughs> of the original material yeah, yeah like i think that <clears throat> i think that the weirdness of it was so strongly tied to the straight lacedness of the mm-hmm. 60s uh specifically you know like the, the the 50s you know like through the 50s and then into the early 60s when i think that that was the truly the heyday and then yeah. it was popular enough to get a syndicated television show out of it but you know i i i, I think that you could sit me down with almost any adams family material and i would be happy yeah. Even the bad, I still yeah. just I just love the concept so much. Um, now there's one thing that is pretty bad in this movie, uh, and if you want more detail about it, check out One Hit Thunder's episode on Tag Team, which is of course that Woomp Adams Family. There it is. Is no Adams Groove. Okay, I was gonna say like <laughs> I was watching the ve- I watched about ten seconds of the the credits, and I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna talk about this, aren't we? But you <laughs> oh, still love. Woomp Adams family. I it's know you, It's because it's such a lazy phone-in. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. They got okay, paid got to just... Charm. They spent an uh, like an hour in the studio just changing the lyrics, and they got and paid handsomely for it. Well, then they, then they do that quickly. two decades later with the, whatever this ice cream commercial was that they did. Uh, Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. <laughs> Which is, honestly, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe I haven't it. seen that on Tubi yet. Yeah, um, I don't know. Let me see if I can pull either. this up real quick because I, I do. We've seen it, man. We're but. going down a we're going down a deep dive for a second. So Adam's family whoop is the official name of the song. <laughs> okay, um, Bum- bummer. But <laughs> it's a the thing that, that we the thing that right we there. figured out <laughs> is that not only is this a shameless just they're doing tag teams whoop there it is, but from the lyrics you can almost conclude that they were not shown any footage of this movie because the first verse is just back again, the Adams family, new baby in the house, that makes three, Wednesday, Pugsley, Lurch, you ring it, Fester, Grandmama, and Thing. Wait, you can't forget Cousin It, Tag Team Raps Another Party Hit, the Adams Family Movie Thing, Gomez, Morticia, Come On, Sing. Just name and just like, here's all the things Maybe we know about the Adams Family. Hubert. <laughs> Just hashtag justice for pubert, you know? (laughs) Please, somebody. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out weknowpodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, weknowpodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. 
we're very nice. You know, as of recording, um, this was election day. So this was voting day, right? Mm-hmm. Megan and I went on our lunch hour to, to go vote, do our civic duty. And we saw our friend with their new baby. And I, first of all, I didn't see that it was our friend. I just saw that this woman had, uh, you know, like a, a, a baby carrier that she had set on the ground where next to her while she was signing her paper or the, you know, like the, she's doing the e-signature so that she could get her ballot. And I turned to Megan and I go, <coughs> that baby's not old enough to vote. And then <laughs> she turns around and I'm like, <gasps> then we, so we give her a hug and then she votes and we vote and um, we leave and we get in the car and I go, you know what that baby needs? That baby needs a mustache. <laughs> that baby needs a little mustache. <laughs> Nothing cuter than a baby adorable. with a mustache. Unreal. So. I'm taking that one to the grave, man. Yeah. That's super important. You need to have a mustache as a baby. I also right, love well, that did... Pubert is like supposed to be uh, days old and has a full head. It's huge. <laughs> huge. Slicked back. So I don't think any of us need to save the night because the night's already saved. We watched no, the, the Adams Family night. Values. But what... Would we watch along with it? Scott, I feel like I may have almost ruined yours, so I'll let you go You first. already did. So I was going to go with Ghostbusters 2 um, because oh. we have... Um, See, we could also Kyle do didn't demons. get it. The audience might be lost. Kyle's Ky- yeah. a child. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Happy, happy I just have birthday the Ghostbusters 2 uh, young adult novelization in the pile on the table. Why that isn't is not- it... Within- I moved. I've moved my office upstairs for the winter because I cannot be in the dreary, drafty basement working. I will fucking lose it. So I am upstairs <laughs> now. Well, so here's the thing: is that Matt kind of ruined it for me. So I'm gonna go with a little bit of a an out there pick instead because Pugsley's haircut is just atrocious. So bad. You know who else had that haircut? Killer nerd. Now, Killer Nerd is a bad movie, and Very I don't mean in a so bad it's fun movie. It's just torture. Yeah. Um, and so I would start the movie with Killer Nerd, and then I would watch the prequel, which is Adam's Family Value. <laughs> <laughs> right of Killer Nerd is a much more enjoyable movie. But uh, see, Kyle, thing, I agree. I've actually never <laughs> seen Killer Nerd. I've watched Bride of Killer Nerd. Yeah, Kyle, it's not worse than anything else you've made us watch You this guys year. aren't. <laughs> if you're going to pick one, pick Bride, please. Yeah. Right. They're 60 Noted. minutes, so I'll I'll take those. Um, all right, Kyle, what would you watch as your double feature? Richie double feature, Casper. A double reacher. Ooh. Double reacher. I hardly know her. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm going for the biggest stretch of all of us then because my double feature, another movie where the underdogs take over the camp, Heavyweights. Wow. Now that would be that's fun. Pretty, wait, that's wait, pretty wait. awesome. Is that, you could, oh, oh, dude, you fucked up. Camp fucking nowhere. Christopher I Lloyd double feature. I considered Camp no, Nowhere, mm. but I literally have not seen that movie in 20 years, and I know I that I love seen Heavyweights. It once. <laughs> I, I, Meg and I watch Heavyweights like every three years, right? Yeah. But we watched Heavy. We watched Camp Nowhere. Um, I, it was my first watch. Definitely not her first, but my first yeah. watch. It was during lockdown in 2020, and I was like, it "This is up. fun, but right. it's fine." But it's because I remember it's no I went back to revisit Bushwhacked, which was also the other movie I think of from that time period, and that did not hold up. No, <laughs> let's let's just no. say Bushwhacked is the worst. But yeah. I'm not saying that Camp Nowhere is a classic. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, guys, real quick, we will do our beloved segment. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> 
new Ichabod Crane song coming out, and it's an original. Um, we did two songs, um, so we did that AFI cover for um, Halloween, and we did a new original that's coming out. Um, if it hasn't come out by the time this drops, it'll be out literally today. Uh, it should be on streaming platforms and everywhere. It's called, called To That Which We Are Bound, and um, I have been having a blast as of the recording of this fucking with Mid Journey, um, the AI art um, engine to try and create a um, Frank Frazetta, Boris Vallejo inspired fantasy piece of artwork, like 70s fantasy book artwork with like a leech monster kind of like on somebody's neck. It's hard, man. Like you have to know exactly what to tell the AI because I'm not I'm not worried about Judgment Day anymore. Um there there will be no robot overlords because they're fucking stupid. That's they, my they thought process anytime I use voice to text or autocorrect. Yeah, I'm like this thing hasn't figured out my patterns in 10 years. So Scott, I'm really interested to see if other listeners have had this experience. But on Spotify, there's the Discover Weekly, which is like it makes a playlist every Tuesday of 20 to 25 songs that they think that you would like based on your listening habits. Very concerned about your Discover Weekly. <laughs> Ichabod Crane's Fall Children showed up on mine last week. Yeah. Um, and I'm And what I'm wondering is if it's because I follow the horror movie night podcast on Spotify. So I'd love to hear if any other listeners... Had the algorithm know, push that to them uh, because I that would be know, awesome. Because we're not like, can you follow people on? The, you, can you can follow, follow artists. artists too. Yeah, I just followed. Can... I just followed the band. Yeah, because uh, I knew that. Well, the last time I had checked, it wasn't on Spotify yet. Well, this was when you had first dropped it. Yeah, um, it took a little so. bit because it's a cover. Oh, one thing I wanted to tell the listeners, which you two guys know, is that I once I saw that um, our Fall Children cover was on Apple Music, I told the you know the lady in the the box to to play it she played it and i enjoyed hearing my witch screams and cackles uh through the the uh through the echo and the next song that played was static x push it nice and i don't appreciate that at <laughs> I all i love because that for you i don't think that, i hate that for me i don't think we saw <laughs> anything like that um, I told well, the you guys other, in the band and they thought it was hilarious. I yeah. was like, I think I need new bandmates. Yeah. The, <laughs> the other thing that I have to promote is if you're listening to this on Friday morning, tonight at 6 p.m. Uh, on all of the Geekscape socials as well as the One Hit Thunder Facebook group, uh, we'll be doing a four years of One Hit Thunder celebration. And then just a couple weeks later on December 8th, we will be doing the Geekscape holiday live stream extravaganza. Fourth year horror movie night will be in attendance in a slightly pre-recorded kind of way, but that doesn't matter. We'll be there. <laughs> and We're that's, live. And that's Talk all that matters. Uh, so, we'll you know, check out all of that. And now, hey, guys, what did you all watch this week? Scott, you started with the double feature. Oh, so let's let's I'm go sorry. from there. Um, well, I, I want to talk about a book I read because Ooh. I am actually literate. Um, I finally cracked open and smashed the book. Uh, Fourth entry in the John Dies at the End series by Jason Pargan, also nice. known as David Wong. Um, it's called If This Book Exists, You're in the Wrong Universe. I bought it in January, and it took me until November to finish it, um, just because I had other books that were um, higher up in the queue, and I loved it. I think I loved it as much as John Dies at the End. Um, so I would say that this book is full of spiders is 
by far the best in the series. And then I would say that John Dies and If This Book Exists are about neck and neck in second. And then I would say that um, the the third book is just okay. You know, like I, yeah. I liked it, but I felt like it was kind of – it wasn't super scary. And it like this book is full of spiders I think is actually a, a horror book. The rest are like comedy horror. But, yeah. uh, but it also wasn't funny enough to make up for the fact that it wasn't – you know, and it just it was it felt very convoluted. But I felt like the comedy in if this book exists was right there with John dies at the end. So highly recommend. So I watched. I don't remember how we got on this, but uh, my buddy Evan, Carly, and I watched Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl again for the first time. I mean, and again for the first time. Uh, for the again for no, I get what you're saying because the first I watched time that movie in, like ten times in the year that it came out, and then never thought about this it. This is again. what I'm. This is what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. This is thank you. I don't know. There's no real phrase for that, but yeah. I, it, man, what an interesting little time capsule. I remembered <laughs> every like beat of this, but then was also pleasantly surprised by remembering and then also seeing it again and then like rethinking about the scale in which this movie was made and then like sort of like wait is that the first one the first first one one. yeah the first one one. no like that movie should not have worked like i think it's like it's nothing that's like groundbreaking in any stretch of the imagination beyond the fact that like the two previous attempts at Disney ride movies was Eddie Murphy's Haunted Mansion this, and the Country Bears. Then, and then yes. all of a sudden you have this like incredibly well-crafted action movie you know, inspired that, by like, the least popular uh, ride of the three. Like it's just insane right. that it worked. And the movies like that weren't, there was no swashbuckling movie. There was like those type of adventure movies like had a little bit of a place, but not really. Um, and, and like... <laughs> John, Johnny Depp's portrayal of Captain Jack Sparrow is not a caricature yet. It is. Do you know what I mean? Like that is a that is I a choice that somebody. I think the first two movies like, like are are solid, and then it kind of just it just becomes like it's a, like it character just becomes, creep. Yeah, is that a right. Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I th- I think it is. I fucking hate Orlando Bloom. He's horrible, <laughs> horrible in this movie. He's not a good actor. Sorry, he's mad because ever. he's not as good as he was as Legolas. Not Legolas and like Wait, is that is that Orlando Bloom? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I also think... fuck Lord of the Rings. I don't know. How it's, it's, dare uh, you in this? That house. is that's a hot take. I, oh, I don't have a stake in that game. There's just a whole hell of a lot of walking, y'all. We just walk and walk <laughs> oh, and walk. See, you're a Kevin Smith walk. fan. Yeah, as yeah, I was say, <laughs> quoting Kevin Smith movies for us now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we also wow. clerks too, guys. We get calm it. down, go That is honestly <laughs> fucking fair. Um, there's a lot more standing around in the Kevin Smith universe. It's yeah, <laughs> true. Of, at least people um, move their legs in the Lord of the yeah. Rings movies, Kevin. It's a curse of the black. <laughs> curse of the yeah tripod. Nobody moves. Come on, perfect movie. <laughs> the curse of black pearl is just so fun, and like the set pieces are so fun, and the character. I I just I it was like a really nice thing to go revisit and then realize like I watched this movie a million times. Like yeah. so much, I didn't know I watched it that much, but I did. I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting. Uh, so we, yeah, we enjoyed rewatching that. I'll wrap this up with a praise for a thing that everybody has already praised for about a month now. For whatever reason, didn't watch this until the end of October. Uh, I did sit down and watch Mike Flanagan's The Fall of the House of the Usher. It's hard for me to like rank Flanagan work because I. I think that he's really good at a very specific thing that he does, and you're either on board for it or you're not. Flanaganian um, but, films. But I think that of his five Netflix shows, I still think that like 
Bly Manor and Hill House are like these masterpiece Mm -hmm. shows. I think that this is the most impressive thing he's done as a TV show in the same way that I think Dr. Sleep is the most impressive thing that he's done as a movie for the same reasons, which is like he managed to somehow do an anthology show that's not an anthology show, but is a serialized show that adapts like something like 12 to 15 different Edgar Allan Poe short stories simultaneously in a consistent plot line while also being modernized to like 2020. Like, like the levels of like how he made this work is really interesting. And uh, just to kind of, in case you like me haven't watched it and didn't know what this is, the, the concept is that there is a family called the Ushers who have run a drug empire and now everything is falling down around them. And I mm-hmm. won't get into the reasons why, but every episode is a different member of the uh, family dying over a two-week period. And every one of their deaths is inspired by a different Edgar Allan Poe short story. That's so, a like, great way to go about it. <laughs> like, That's a really very great, clever. I can't wait to watch it. I just didn't. I haven't had time yet. It is Scott. Either I know you're shows, like fifty fifty on on Flanagan. Get through the first episode that kind of just lays out the characters in the storyline. It is some of the most gooey, gross, gory I've shit heard. he's ever yeah. done. Like, yeah. there's at I, least three deaths me, no. where I had to look away because I was just like, this is too well, much for even me. Okay, that's like, impressive. This is, like, really gnarly. Highly recommend it. But you know what I liked even more about a family? The Adams <laughs> Family Values, which we watched this week on our movie night. So stay Whoop, tuned. there it is, Matt. Whoop, there it is. And guess what? Talking about family continues next week with the monstrosity that Kyle picked for us. So stay tuned. listening to the Geekscape Network.